content. If you wait till the end of the show, then there'll be bonus content. I just thought I'd let you know there's gonna be bonus content. If you wait around till the end, then there'll be bonus content. You know I consider you all my personal friends, that's why I'm telling you about the bonus content. Bonus content. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's me, Daniel Kay, the host of the Daniel Kay's Let's Plays podcast. Hi, how's it going? I'm coming at you with a bit of an experimental episode this uh, this episode, listeners. The experiment is, how do I sound on a podcast when I am literally at the end of my energy reserves and I should actually not be recording a podcast? Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Holy shit! Holy fuck! Oh my god! Oh my god! Fucking fuck that! Hey, holy shit! Holy shit! Fuck! Fucking fucking! Oh my fucking god! Holy fuck! Oh my god! Fucking! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh fuck! Oh my fucking god! Fucking! Oh shit! Fucking! Holy shit! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh my gosh! Ah shit! Fuck me, dead listeners! Let's fucking do it! Oh my god! Oh fuck me! Oh fuck me! Fuck me! Oh shit! Fuck me! Oh my god! Fuck you! Fuck! Fucking! 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 Shit! Fuck! Fucking! Fucking! Shit! Fucking! Completely covered in cockroaches! Fucking! Ah! Fucking! Fucking! Ah! Fuck! Fuck me! Fuck! Fuck it! Ah! Fuck me! Fucking! But if I don't record tonight, then I don't have another opportunity to record uh, for a little while. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You got to put in the hard yards sometimes. You got to wipe all this sweat off my brow and just get down to this podcast machine I'm working at. I crank out another podcast for you laboriously. <laughs> I'm gonna labor away at this podcast machine. Um, yeah, until a product plops out. <clears throat> and it's gonna be what plopping product is it gonna be? Another episode of the Pokemon Blue Nuzlocke Challenge. The Nuzlocke Challenge, in which I, Daniel K, play Pokemon Blue, the game which I played as a child. Um, and because it's a game for childs. Uh, I have to make it slightly more challenging for me in order to make it entertaining for myself and and you, the listener. I need to uh, have activated a special challenge mode called the Nuzlocke Challenge in which if one of my Pokemons faint, I have to release it into the wild and never ever use it again. Uh, The fantasy is it's considered dead, but that's a little bit dramatic, isn't it? It's a little bit, you know, bit bit too... (laughs) fictional edge a bit too much fictional edge to it so we can just say we kick the Pokemon out whatever I don't care um yeah hey you know what I'm gonna start this episode with the Daniel K recommend Daniel K has a podcast and he recommends things sometimes uh Daniel K recommends that if you haven't yet you get all caught up with the other Nuzlocke I'm doing the uh, Pokemon Christmas Nuzlocke, Johto Legacy. Pokemon Christmas Johto Legacy. That's that's uh, go to season three, the continuing Christmas uh, season, uh, to listen to the the Christmas themed Pokemon uh, second generation ROM hack, which I am playing. I think you should listen to that because that. Uh, playthrough has reached a special unique stage which uh 
I think, has started to affect how I feel about this Nuzlocke which I'm playing. Um, yeah. It suffices to say, I'm probably going to go to a, a, a Pokemart first up and buy a bunch of fucking potions. That's probably going to be the first thing I do in this in this episode. Ah, uh, here's the game in my hand. I'm turning the wheel. Ah, oh, the music. Oh, it's so nice to be recording with a real professional microphone again. Instead of, uh... Instead of the, the sort of, uh... Punk rock setup I have for recording that other Nuzlocke. Anyway, we'll continue the game. Play a Danel Badges 5. Doing pretty good. Five badges. Pokedex 28. Time 34 hours. Where the hell am I? What is going on? What area is this? Ah, oh, this is the area with Diglett Cave. Ah, oh, Daniel K. Uh, I've been uh, I've been training up Daniel K. Daniel K is now level 32. Cedra, Cedra. Oh shit, that was what last episode was. Man, it's been a little while. Fuck, I loved that episode. Ah, oh, one velvet morning when I'm straight. Yeah, what a good episode. Yeah, okay. So, now, listeners, uh, we've reached the point in the game where it's time to surf to Cinnabar Island, I think. I think that's what's up. I've, I've got surf. I think I'm going to be surfing to Cinnabar Island. Um, but before I do that, there are one or two things I want to quickly mop up. Uh, I, I want to I go all the way around the map now and find all the places in the map where I can get to places by using surf, which I couldn't before. Uh, so first of all, you know that long, uh, that long series of jetties and piers, uh, just south of Pokemon Tower, the ghost spot, uh, Lavender Town, uh, just north of where the second Snorlax is. I'm gonna quickly fly over there, and I'm gonna uh, see if I can surf around and find some items, so cut to when I'm over there. Alright, I'm in the area just south of Lavender Town, the piers have started, I can see there's water, I'm just going to start surfing around here, so I'll, I'll cut to when I find something interesting in the water which I wouldn't otherwise have been able to get to. Ah, oh, that music. Yeah, you know that's good. Alright, cut to when I- shit, there's nothing here. Cut to when I find something. Hey, I found something! Uh, there's a little island made out of pier here, and there's a Pokeball on it, let's pick up that thing. TM16! This could be exciting. Uh, let's check out what TM16 is. <laughs> TM16. Booted up a TM. Uh, listeners, you might notice some wind noise. It's real windy here in this little shed I'm recording in. TM16 is payday! Uh, okay, I'm not that excited about that. Sarah can learn payday, though. I'm not going to teach Sarah payday, though. Well, I'm probably going to sell payday. Alright, let's keep on surfing around and see what's what's up. Alright, yeah, nothing left here in this pier area. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna fly around. I'll cut back when I find something over the entire map. Alright, listeners, I'm in Celadon City, uh, which is just east of Bassam's Grave. It's the town with the big shopping centre. I, I ducked into the shops and I bought a, a bunch of antidotes. Uh, eight antidotes. Uh, I went looking for max potions, which is the potions which I've got at the moment. They didn't have max potions. The best they had was super potions. So I, I didn't. I don't want to clog up my inventory with s substandard potions. Uh, so I'll hold out on the potions for now. Um, I also bought one other item, but it's a secret. It's a huge secret. I'm not telling you what item I bought, but don't worry, it'll come up soon enough. Ooh, isn't that exciting? Anyway, yeah. So here in the middle of this town, to the east of Bassam's Grave, there is a patch of water, which is blocking the entrance to. Uh, 
Well, it looks like a house, although there's no door on the house. I, I can now see that I've gotten closer to it, because I've jumped in the water on Sarah's back. She's surfing me across the water, and now I've stepped off the water. Yeah, there's no door on this house, but there is a little old lady standing in front of it on this little square of lawn she's got in front of the water. Between the house and the, and the water is a bit of lawn, and she's standing on it. Let's speak to her. Hello there. I've seen you, but I never had a chance to talk. Here is a gift for dropping by. Then I'll receive TM41. Okay. Oh, that's the other thing. I sold I sold Payday when I was at the store. Let's see what TM41 is. What a nice old lady. Booted up a TM. It contains soft boiled. Soft boiled. It contains soft boiled. Teach soft boiled to a Pokemon? Yes. No, no one's able. I bet you, I bet you a hundred goddamn real life dollars that Chansey is able to learn soft boiled because, ooh, Cherry the Chansey, she sure is an egg themed Pokemon, real egg flavor to her. Uh, anyway, let's keep on searching around the entire map till I find something interesting hidden behind a bit of water again. Okay, listeners, I'm here in Cerulean City. Uh, now Cerulean City is the town where Misty lives, where I beat Misty with Keith and Andy. The town where we caught Keith and Andy and had our Jack fight. A big jack off. Uh, and I've just gone across Nugget Bridge to the north, and then there's a big patch of water, and I got in the water and I surfed through the water, and then I found, oh, there's a little path in the water which leads down, back down past Nugget Bridge, down past the city a little bit, and there's a big patch of land here, and there's a guy standing in front of a cave. Uh, I'll say, the cave, uh, the entrance, the, the mouth of the cave, is a, just a big black shape here, of course, the cave mouth. And the guy standing in front of it has a little sort of a little patch of black hair on top of his head. So it looks like he's actually just got a really, really tall, like, he looks like one of those palace guards that you might find in old London town, guarding the old Queen's house, you know, with those tall black things on their heads. It's a weird little bit of sprite uh, messed upness. So let's just speak to him standing in front of the cave. From my childhood, I think I remember this is um, this is Mew's house or Mewtwo or something like that. And I, that's like a that's like a an after-game special place you go. So let's just see what he has to say when I speak to him. Uh, this is Cerulean Cave. Horribly strong Pokemon live in there. The Pokemon League champion is the only person who is allowed in. Ah, right, there you go. So. Now we have that information which I suspected I remembered. So let's let's walk past him to the west. And we get to an area with jump downable cliffs. I don't want to jump down. Oh, there's a woman here. Hey, I came to get my mushroom Pokemon. Oh, fuck, she's a trainer. I came to get my mushroom Pokemon. Okay, so she'll have bugs. She'll have parasites, parasects, parasites, whatever they're called. They're the only mushroom Pokemon in first gen. She's got three Pokemon. Lass wants to fight. I wonder what level she will be. She sent out Paris. A level 31! She's my level. Go Daniel K, level 32. A bug versus a water. He'll have... That little bug will have plant moves. I don't know if I can... Should we just fucking do it? Yeah, go on Daniel K, you surf. Maybe we can just strong arm our way through this bug. Maybe it doesn't matter type effectiveness. Type effectiveness never matters. That's the big secret. It never matters. <laughs> Paris used Stun Spore. Uh, Surf did about half, a little less than half its damage, which is a shame. I'm going to use Surf. Paris used Scratch. It did nine damage. Surf, I was fully paralyzed. It used Leaf Life, Leaf Lich, Lich, Lichies. 
Sucked health. Wasn't that effective. I'm fully paralyzed again. Fuck, this bug is proving really hard for Daniel K to kill. Daniel Kuhn, I mean. Leech life again. Oh, Jesus. Alright, just cut to when it's dead. Okay, there. Goddamn fucking finally. Okay. It said it's not very effective. Water moves not very effective against bug. So I guess Paris must be half grass, half bug? I guess that makes sense with the mushrooms growing out of its back. Enemy Paris fainted. Daniel K gained 465 experience. I'm about, uh, they're about to use another Paris, so will I change Pokemon? Yep. Sure, I'm gonna. Uh, who needs leveling? Can't send out Johnny Five. Keith and Andy is a plant type, and Paris is a bug. But bugs don't have any strong moves, so I'm gonna send out Keith and Andy, because Keith and Andy need some leveling. Um. And so if it's part plant, then this acid will be super effective. Keith and Andy use acid on this plant bug. Is it super effective? Yeah, damn straight it is! One shot! Super effective! Go Keith and Andy, you fucking legend. Enemy Paris fainted. Keith and Andy gained 465 experience points. Les is about to use another... Ah, a Parasect! A big mushroom! Will Daniel change Pokemon? No. Les sent out Parasect. I, I... Oh my god, the sprite is so ugly! Oh my gosh, I mean it's a good sprite as far as sprites go, but man, those legs are disgusting. It's got like real segmented spider legs. It looks like, imagine a, yeah, like a like an orb weaver, a really bony, long, lanky-legged kind of spider, but with a big flat mushroom cap for a back instead of a fat little body like an orb weaver has. Uh, Keith and Andy use cut. I didn't mean to do that. Shit. Sorry, Parasect. I'm screwing you around. Parasect use spore. What does spore do? Keith and Andy fell asleep. Well... Oh, shit. I... I'm fast asleep. Parasect use scratch. I went to try and get my Pokemon flute out to play Keith and Andy awake, but I accidentally... accidentally fought. Anyway, here we are. Then I'll play the poker flute. Uh... All sleeping Pokemon woke up. Any Parasect use Spore again. I fell back asleep. That's okay. We can play the flute again. It's got infinite ammo. It doesn't matter. Play the Poker Flute, please. Stand on play the Poker Flute. I can do this all day. I won't lose subscribers. It's perfectly fine. Parasect use Leech Life. Thank you, Parasect. From 88 health, I go down. Holy shit! Holy fuck! Oh my god! To 46! Oh my god! From 88 to 40 fucking 6? Jesus! 66, 76, 86, and 88. So it did 42 damage. If it crits again with that, it's gonna kill me. And it sucked health from me, it got all its health back. Fuck that, let's switch Pokemon to Mr. Tolly. The bird's gonna mess this little mushroom right up. Give me Andy, come back. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> you heard that was really scary. Ah, oh, that was really scary. Uh, Mr. Tolly, just wing attack it. I don't need to fly, just wing attack it. Parasect is dead. Killed it in one, super effective. Enemy Parasect fainted, Mr. Tolly gained experience. Keith and Andy gained experience. Daniel defeated the Lass. Man, good fight, Lass. Lass says, oh, my cute mushroom Pokemon. And Daniel got 460 bucks for winning. Speak to her again, I liked her. They're not, there might not be any more mushrooms here. I think I got them all. Okay, cool. All right. Well, that fight was needlessly stressful for me. Uh, Daniel K, the Cedra is paralyzed. Keith and Andy is on low health. So let's run back to Pokemon Center. 
and then keep on looking for some water to swim around in. So, cut back to when something exciting is happening, listeners. Hey, holy shit, listeners. I've probably got... I've got a Pokemon in the daycare center, don't I? Uh, Pokemon. Kick Nandy is cut. Let's go visit the daycare center. Holy shit. I'd forgotten all about that. It's a Zubat. Alright, will it have evolved? Probably not. Oh my gosh, I wonder what level it will be. I think the Pokemon's in the daycare center level based on how long you leave them in there. Uh... Hi, your Rinai has grown a lot. By level, it's grown by 23 levels. I wonder what level it was when I first stuck it in. Probably something like 9 or 10. So it's being in the 30s now. Aren't I great? You have no room for this Pokemon. Okay, so I can't even see how much it would cost me to withdraw this bat. Yeah, it would cost me money to take this bat out of uh, care. So I'm just going to leave it in. <laughs> and uh, when I fail to beat the Fantastic Four and they wipe my party out and I need to build up a backup party from the remnants, the shitty Pokemon I have in my computer, then that that's when I re I'll remember Rinai and I'll come back to the Pokemon Kara uh, man and I'll pull him out and then I'll discover that actually Golbat's a real shit and I'll never use it. So, fuck me, I guess I should have put a better Pokemon in, in daycare. Uh, cut to when I find some other interesting uh, water to surf through. Okay, listeners. Uh, you know Flash Cave? The cave where you have to flash to light it up? Uh, and north of Flash Cave, there's a patch of grass with uh, electrodes in, you know? Whatever those Pokemon are called, which look like Pokeballs. Yeah, there's a patch of water up north of, of that area. I've swum in the water. The patch of water hooks around to the east and then down to the south. And I've swum all the way down south, and there's a patch of land down here, south of where the Flash Cave area is. There's a guy, who I bet is a Pokemon trainer. There's a sign here. Power Plant. Fucking hell. Uh, so that means I better swap Daniel K out of first position, and put Johnny Five into first position. Uh, and shall we... Let's step in front of this guy and see what kind of level his Pokemon are. Oh. A trainer. Wow! Are you a Pokemaniac too? Want to see my collection? Okay, so he's gonna have whatever kind of Pokemon he feels like. Could be... Could be anything. Here's the Pokemaniac. Two types of Pokemon are in his pocket. Pulls out the first one, throws it at me, and it's a Rhyhorn! A ground type! Oh, what a cool thing! I love Rhyhorns! Level 30! That's respectable. Uh... What should we do? Should we persist with Johnny Five? Uh, Slash? Johnny Five use Slash? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, a critical hit. It did a quarter. Maybe a third of its damage. Not very effective. Rhyhorn used horn attack from 121 health. We go down to 111. Yeah, we've got this. Slash, slash. Cut to when it's dead. Oh, done. Three slashes and a swift did it. Enemy Rhyhorn fainted. Johnny Five gained 867 experience. That's good. It's a real experience-heavy Pokemon. Pokemaniac is about to use Licky Tongue. Licky Tongue. Licky Tongue. Okay, Licky Tongue is a uh, Licky Tongue is one of those Pokemon's that everybody forgets exists. Licky Tongue. I have memories of Licky Tongue being in the Pokemon Nintendo 64 game, one of those mini games. Pokemon Stadium. Pokemon Stadium. Fuck, that was a good game. I guess if you're a child and you had no like taste yet, you couldn't discern quality in in your media. Um, yeah, man, that was a good game. <laughs> About to use Licky Tongue. Is it a normal Pokemon or a psychic Pokemon? Or is it poison? It could be any of those three things. 
So, there's... In this situation, where a Pokemon could either be normal, poison, or psychic, there is one glowing and obvious choice of a Pokemon to chuck out here from my party, so... Go, Mr. Constantine. The, uh, my... my psychic Hypno. Oh, look at that! Look at that cute thing! It's a shame about the tongue, I guess. That's a pretty cool sprite that Licky Tongue's got. It's got a real round Squirtle Charmander face. What's up with this tail? It's weird. Uh, psychic. Constantine use psychic. What's it gonna be? Dead in one? Probably. It's another level 30. Yeah, dead in one. Pow! Enemy Licky Tongue fainted. It wasn't super effective, but I. Uh, it just works that way sometimes. Pokemaniac says, Humph, I'm not angry. Dale got 1,500 bucks for winning. I'm actually going to quickly duck back to the Pokemon Center around the corner uh, next to Flash Cave before I check out this power plant. So I'll, I'll, I'll cut back to when I've healed my Pokemon and I'm back standing in front of the power point. I mean plant. Here we are. All right. Yeah, let's just step through the doors. Johnny Five's in first position. If we need to, we can use Sarah. She's ground two. Oh, shit. Man, this is a real dungeon-looking place. Big, thick, black walls uh, divide this area into rooms. And it's got checkered floors. This is exactly like a Team Rocket hideout. But there's just, like, rubble? Detritus in these rooms? They're like rocks on the ground. That's weird. Uh, there's a Pokeball here on the ground. Let's pick it up. Daniel found Carbos. Cool. Well, feed him to Sarah. Where are you, Carbos? Carbos. That's strength, isn't it? Feed him to Sarah. Sarah's speed! Carbohydrates, of course. Like sugar. Sarah's speed rose. Okay, go Sarah. Uh, I, I love this meme of me just feeding everything I find to Sarah. Oh, right you! Fuck, this is a new fucking area! It didn't even a fucking occur to me! Listeners, this is a new area! I write you! Oh my fucking god! I didn't even think of this! Holy fuck! Oh my god, that took me super by the fucking prize. <laughs> I'm gonna catch a Raichu. I'm definitely gonna catch this Raichu. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Go Johnny Five. We're gonna use Poison Stings because there's... Oh, are we gonna Sand Attack? No, we'll use Poison Stings. Johnny Five use Poison Stings. Oh, we're getting a new Pokemon and it's a Raichu. Oh my god. Oh fuck, I poisoned it by mistake. Raichu use Growl. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. So the new strategy listeners... It was hurt by poison. Oh, it did a tiny fraction of its health. It's really not going to be in any danger. I'm going to poison sting it again. It was a level 32, so it's pretty respectable. A critical hit, it's down to about half health. It used Thunder Wave. It doesn't affect Johnny Five because I'm a ground type. It was hurt by poison. Uh, down slightly past half health. I'll give it one more poison sting. Johnny Five used poison sting. Um, right, use growl. I can probably give it another poison sting, actually. It's on about a little over a quarter. Maybe a third of its health it's on. Let's go Poison Sting. This can't kill it. This can't can't possibly... Oh, did pretty good. It's on definitely at least a quarter of its health. Maybe a little less than that. At most a quarter, maybe a little less. Right, she was hurt by poison. Now definitely a quarter. Now that looks like more of a sixth. Uh, let's go item. Let's go... Where am I poking? Hey, seven Ultra Balls. Seven Ultra Balls. Daniel used the Ultra Ball. Chucked it at the Raichu. Oh my fucking god, listeners. Uh, yeah, alright, Raichu was caught. I cannot tell you how fucking glad I am that I got, um... That I got, uh, Antidotes. Because this is now a, a, a real beaten up 
poisoned Pokemon in my party, and I don't know if I could walk to the exit to fly to the nearest Pokemon Center fast enough to heal to 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 get this thing healed. New Pokedex data will be added for Raichu. Man, we skipped Pikachu entirely and just went straight for Raichu. Raichu's only. Uh, Raichu, mouse, height two foot seven, still pretty short. Weight sixty six pounds. Its long tail serves as a ground. So, sixty six pounds, two foot seven. Is that like a? Is that the same height as a Geo dude and also twice as heavy? Because if so, these these Pokemon are fucked. Uh, but maybe I'm misremembering Geodude's vital statistics. Who knows? Not me. Not you. No one. Its long tail serves as a ground to protect itself from its own high voltage power. That's okay. It's immune to high voltage anyway because it's an electric type Pokemon. Do I want to give a nickname to Raichu? Yeah, I do. I'm going to call it... I mean, everybody is probably naming these things Rachel as soon as they get them because Rachel looks a lot like Raichu. Um... Um... I think maybe in honor of I think maybe in honor of Serge Gainsbourg who uh, who I whose Raichu I defeated earlier in this play I'm gonna name I'm gonna name this Raichu after his uh, statutory girlfriend Melody Nelson tu t'appelles comment Melody Melody comment Nelson. So let's see. Uh, M lowercase E L O D Y uppercase N E L. Ah oh, shit! Out of space. I'm two characters short. I can't really mangle this name to make it fit. So Melody Nell. This is Melody Nell. Uh yeah. So actually, let's go backspace, backspace, backspace. Melody. Space, uppercase, N E L. Melody Nell. Melody Nell. Melody Nell n'a les cheveux rouges. Et c'est leur couleur naturelle. Melody Nell was transferred to Bill's PC. Shit, I'm not super happy with it. Oh, transferred to Bill's PC! Ah, oh, that thing I said about having a poison Pokemon in my party was a real dumb thing to have said. Because uh, it was completely wrong. Alright, let's keep on exploring this dungeon. Where I find myself. Man, fuck. You know what? I'm really glad that I remembered that uh, I was in. A, I'm, I'm in a new area. Uh, power plant is the area it says I'm in. Uh, I could easily have just forgotten and killed that Raichu because I was running on automatic. That would have sucked, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would have sucked. You all would have been real pissed at me, and I would have hated myself. All right, we're walking through rooms full of rubble. This must be like an old abandoned power plant. We're having another fight. Oh, it's a Pikachu. Hey. Level 20. I think the, the Raichu was, what, level 32? So, uh, slash this Pikachu to death, Johnny Five. Oh, I got off a quick attack, it doesn't matter. Oh, a critical hit, that's great. It doesn't matter, slash, dead in one. Beautiful, let's keep on walking. Uh-huh, <laughs> down here. Oh, there's another item on the ground, in amongst some rocks. Oh, shit, Bzzzt. it wasn't an item! It's a Pokemon in disguise! It says Bzzzt, B-Z-Z-Z-T, uh, appeared on the screen. Wild Voltorb, level fucking 40! Holy shit, what a trap this game has set me! What a... What a juxtaposition of levels! I just dispatched a Pikachu, level 20, and now here's a Voltorb twice that goddamn level. So, 25, you better slash it. Voltorb, you swift. 
Hey, I know Swift too. Uh, this Voltorb Swift sends me down to 108 health from 116. I use Slash. It's not going to kill it dead in one. Ooh, very close though. Very, very close. Fight Swift. Voltorb use Light Screen. That's cool. That doesn't do anything. That's fine. Race to Gate special attacks. I don't care. Johnny Five use Swift. Killed it dead. Voltorb fainted. Johnny Five gained 588 experience points. I feel like that should be more for a level 40 Pokemon. Which could have killed me with a self-destruct, to be honest. Alright, uh, branching paths, listeners. I can go to the east or I can go to the south. I'm choosing to go to the south first. So, very small rooms full of old filing cabinets and machinery and rocks everywhere. Another branching path. I can go to the east or the south. Let's go to the east this time. Uh, there's an item here. I'm going to pick it up. Bzzzt. Oh, it's another Pokemon. Not a Pokeball item. So... Another Voltorb, cut to when uh, it's dead or it kills me with a self-destruct. Oh fuck, it's self-destructed right away! Oh fuck, 108 health, we go down to... To... 62, a critical hit. It critted me, I'm on 62 health. That's okay. A little under half health. And we defeated the Voltorb. Um... Okay, so what do I want to do? I want to put... I'm going to take Johnny Five out of first position and put Sarah in first position. Um, do I, or do I want to heal? It's tempting just to heal Johnny Five and keep going, but no, let's keep on going with Sarah a little bit longer. There's another item on the ground, I think. I'm continuing, ah, no, bzzz, it's a Pokemon. I'm continuing on to the east. Oh, fool me three times, game, fool on me. Or you again, who knows. Voltorb appeared, level 40, go Sarah. I'll cut to when it's dead or I'm dead. Ah, critical hit with an ice beam killed it. Dead in one. Sarah gained a bunch of experience. We continue to the east. Another branching path. Another path to the south, or I can continue east. Let's keep on going east. Random encounter. It's another Pikachu. Katawana's dead, which is right away. And uh, we'll keep on going to the east here. And, oh, this easterly path hooks north. Uh-huh, north. And... West, we're going around a big storeroom full of Pokeballs, which I can't access. This is really maze-like. I'm going to go back down to... I'm going to uh, retread my steps back down and, and take one of these southerly... One of these southerly exits, because I think that's probably a pocket of the map which I'm not... Oh! Hello! A Magnemite! Uh, level 21. Yeah, I think that's probably a little pocket of the map which I'm not going to be able to get to... Like, uh, which I'm passing by. If you see what I mean. Uh, yeah, dead in one. Great. Sarah gained experience. Walking through this rubble. Another random encounter. Cut to when it's over. Alright, and now it's over and we're taking a path down south. Okay, we're in a long, thin, flat room full of desks and old computer equipment. Uh, random encounter. Cut to when it's over. It's over. Uh, here on the far east of this long, flat room, there's a Pokeball. I'm going to pick it up. Definitely going to pick it up. Oh, buzzed. It's a... It's a... Explody ball. Um... Yep. Just a... Just a Voltorb. Level 40. A cut to when it or I am dead. Ah, self-destruct. Okay. I got one shot off on it. it I didn't kill it. It's self-destructed. From 147 health, I go down, down, down to 79. Past half health. Fuck. Both my ground types are past half health. Okay, listeners. Okay, uh, I can't be having this. I'm going to 
with my tail between my legs, run back to a Pokemon Center, and then I'm going to heal my Pokemon, and I'm going to run back to exactly this spot in the map where I am, uh, and I'm going to cut out all the running. So it's just going to be like I'm back here by magic right now. Ah, I'm back! Whew! Yeah, man, that took no time at all. <laughs> yeah, it's no exaggeration to say that I've had like 18 or so random encounters just walking back through this... Like, walking back through this place, and then walking back to this spot again. So, tra traversing the dungeon twice. Sarah leveled up. Sarah went from level 43 to level 44. And also, I have not seen one other Raichu. So, I think I got a real lucky getting a Raichu off the bat. I mean, any of these other Pokemon would also have been pretty cool to catch. Pikachu would have turned into a Raichu. I've also seen Voltorbs, and I've seen Magnemites. They're all good options. But the Raichu is a couple levels higher already, which is nice. Alright, let's keep on walking to the west of this long, thin room. Oh! It's a very short, thin room. Okay, I've come up against a black wall. But there is an item here on the ground. I'm going to pick it up. And... Oh! Hey, Daniel found TM25! Okay, I think the items which aren't Pokemon are interesting items, like TMs and, and drugs to feed your Pokemon. TM25, use. It contains THUNDER! Oh my gosh! Teach thunder to a Pokemon, yes! Who, who? Ah, oh, shit. Only Sarah is able. I mean, that would be awesome. Sarah is trying to learn Thunder, but Sarah can't learn more than four moves. Delete an older room to make room for Thunder, yes. Which move should be forgotten? Poison Sting, shouldn't it? I have no use for Poison Sting. So then, uh, Sarah would know Body Slam, Surf, Ice Beam, and Thunder. Fuck me dead, listeners. Sarah is just like... Strapped. Sarah is, is, is insane. Yeah, let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Go, goodbye, Poison Sting. Poof. And hello. Thunder. Oh my god. Wow. Okay, woe betide any birds who step up to Sarah. Okay, let's, let's uh, take this northern exit back into the main complex of this complex dungeon. Uh, I'll backtrack a little bit uh, to find one of those other southern routes which I ignored before. Here's one. Here's around an encounter. Cut to when it's over. Oh, fuck! Holy shit! It's one of those three things. A Magneton appeared to level 35. Go, Sarah. Fight. Uh, body slam. Sarah used body slam. Uh, more, more than half dead. Mag Magneton used tackle. It was a critical hit. Did 10 damage. Of my 154 damage, body slam it again. There's a fainted. Magneton fainted. 805 experience, man, nice. Hey, let's watch, switch Sarah out for uh, Johnny Five, shall we? Yeah, Johnny Five needs to level a little bit more. Okay, we're back down in another long, thin room. Oh, we're back in another random encounter, cut to when it's over. Quickly hit, anyone, it's over. Johnny Five gaining experience. And Johnny Five grew to level 39. Good job, Johnny Five. We continue on our way to the east. There are two Pokeballs here. One of them is 100% going to be one of those explodey Pokemon. Probably two of them are. Let's uh, pick up this first one. Oh, Daniel found TM33. Let's see what this is. Oh, this is exciting. What a cool dungeon. I mean, it's terrifying for me, but also cool. TM33. Booted up a TM. It contains Reflect. I'm not interested in Reflect at all. Nope, I don't care. Listeners who know what they're talking about, Keith and Andy or Bassam, um, hey, get in touch if Reflect is worth using ever, but I, my feeling is it's not, and I'm probably just going to sell it if I don't hear anything from you. If you if you maintain radio silence, that's Reflect is just going to get sold. Hey, here's a second Pokeball. 
Buzzard! Oh, what a surprise. It's an exploding death Pokemon. It's going to kill Johnny Five if we're not lucky. Uh, Voltorb, level 40. Go Johnny Five, level 39. Fight. Slash. Voltorb used Sonic Boom. I used Slash. Down past half. No! Critical hit! Dead in one! Ah, oh, fantastic! Ah, oh, fantastic! Critical hit. Excellent. Man, my voice is really peaking a lot. I'm looking at my, my blue squiggly lines on my computer. And when I got excited just then, uh, yeah, it peaked right out. So I hope that wasn't, like, upsetting for you to listen to. Um, shit, I might just stop recording and save this hour's worth of footage. Uh, so hang on. Hang on a second, listeners. There we are. I'm back at it. Uh, let's exit this uh, long, skinny room in the south of this complex. And let's continue on to the right. Um... We're going to go uh, after this, yeah, we're going to go around the corner uh, like we did before, before we started backtracking. Um, yeah. So I guess this is going to be another long episode. It, it feels like it's turning out that way. So I've been recording for more than an hour. A lot of it is dead air, which I'm going to cut down. But uh, still, uh, yeah, get ready to listen to a, another long episode. Um, yeah. Should I tell a story? about my life, or the things that I've experienced um, while I grind through these Pokemon? Maybe. I'm a pool guy, right? I feel like I should tell some pool guy stories. I don't have very many exciting pool guy stories. Oh, it's a Voltorb. Level 20-something, probably. 23. Um, yeah. Gotta slash it with my Johnny Five. Uh, I, I recently went out to a job this is an interesting story. This is a good story for absolutely everybody to enjoy. You'll all love it. Um, and swimming pools, right, they've got skimmer boxes, which is where all the water in the pool is sucked towards. Because at the bottom of the skimmer box, there's a, a bit of pipework connecting the pool to the, the pool's pump. So the water is drawn through the skimmer box, which has a basket in it. And it sits underneath a, a deck lid so that you don't trip over the hole. So it has to be a nice flat hole. Okay, so uh, in-game, to the south of me, I'm, I'm just north of this enormous great big storage area, but I can't get access to it. I can keep on walking past the storage area, or I can go through this other path to the north. So I'm going to choose this side path first. Uh, random encounter. Yeah, so my job when I go out to the pool is to pull off the deck lid, reach into the skimmer box, uh, undo the pool's vac plate... Uh, and underneath, reach into the water and pull out uh, the basket, which is full of leaves and dirt. Uh, and often, because it's a kind of cool, dark little hole in the ground, uh, bugs live there. Of course. And this one job I got to... Um, this pool has a skimmer box. It's kind of... There's no grass or lawn anywhere near it. It's all bricks, and then the pool is just surrounded by bricks. And then they've got the, this this really really decrepit old couple who lives here, have uh, rose bushes and big, uh, great big pot plants surrounding the pool. And it's a really hot day. And I pull off the deck lid to get to the skimmer box, and I look inside, uh, and vac plates. So on top of the basket sitting underneath the water, vac plates will often have a brick or a half brick on top of them to stop them floating away when the pump isn't sucking them down. Uh, so what I'm looking at is uh, 
a kind of a little body of water inside this inside this area with a, a brick and the, just the top surface of the brick is sticking out and the surface of this brick in this skimmer box listeners is absolutely crawling absolutely crawling with what I thought was baby cockroaches uh, and there were like three deep because uh, they were on like the island of the brick they had obviously all uh, I don't know how they gotten out there but they were just living on this island in this dark place, in, like in the pitch black it would have been, with the deck lid on, on like covering. Uh, on a little brick island surrounded by water. Uh, th- like, just teeming, teeming little baby cockroaches. This was actually about a month ago which I went and, and did this service. So I've been there, I do monthly servicing. So I've been there again, and the cockroaches were there again. And they're the same size. So actually, I think they're not baby cockroaches. They're they're just normal size for that kind of whatever, dwarf cockroach, whatever. And that's not the point of the story. The story is, I'm actually just going to put down my Game Boy over here. So, at this point, I'm looking down into the skimmer box. And there's the, the brick island, surrounded by water. On top of the brick... It's just teeming a deep, deep pile, a mound, writhing mound of these little uh, little brown cockroaches. I don't have anything against cockroaches. They're not like dark, scary, like, they're not, they don't look like house cockroaches. So what I do is I kind of, I splash water on the pile to kind of push them off into the water. And, you know, a lot of them swim across to the, the edge of the skimmer box. Uh, and uh, I reach under the water and grab the brick. And I lift it uh, up out of the water, and I put it down on the ground next to the skimmer box. And the rest of the these little this swarm of little baby cockroaches run off the brick. And underneath the cockroaches, underneath that massive teeming swarm of cockroaches, was this enormous fat pale spider. And it was the kind of pale pink coloured, like tan coloured spider. With like long, reachy, sort of fingery legs and like a quite a fat little body that just kind of uh, had been living underneath, underneath this enormous dog pile of cockroaches, just day in, day out, uh, and it kind of slunk away underneath one of the pot plants. And I was, I was so taken aback by this. Like this is an insane thing I've never seen before. This little sort of world which I've disturbed. There's a spider which lives on an island in the pitch darkness all through the heat of the day where it must be sweltering and humid and it just lives under hundreds of little cockroaches. And it's they, they swarmed over it so much that it couldn't have been... It must have been completely covered. Completely covered in cockroaches. Um, and I was just sitting there trying to figure this out all through the rest of the day. Does it eat the cockroaches? Does the spider eat the cockroaches? If so, why the fuck do the cockroaches hang around the spider? Is it just that the spider eats like one a day and the cockroaches, there's a hundred of them, so they're fine with it? Or is it that this is like a mutual relationship? Does the spider eat something else and it just likes cockroaches? Or are they just both forced to be together because this is the only warm, wet environment for miles around where they can both live a swarm of cockroaches and a big fat pink spider? Um, anyway, so I bet when I said I had a, a story, uh, about swimming pools, you didn't think you were going to hear about the spider who lived beneath a swarm of cockroaches. Uh, 
So I'm sorry about that, listeners. I'm sorry if you like. I'm okay. I'll cut to the chase. Pizza, are you listening? I'm really sorry. I know you don't like spiders. I'm really sorry that I said that thing just then. Anybody else who like pizza makes games doesn't like spiders. I'm sorry I told you about a spider, which I saw. But goddamn, I for days even I couldn't stop thinking about that spider who just lived on an island in the middle of this water. This chlorinated water in the pitch black, in sweltering humid heat, covered in writhing cockroaches all day, just sitting there, curled up with its little legs underneath it. And then I disturb its brick, and it has to stretch out its legs and kind of timidly slink away, like it had been found out. Like, oh shit, oh shit, oh no, it's gonna tell me, mum. Oh, I, uh, I'm, I'm uh, living my dream as a cockroach fetishist. That's what that spider thought. As it slunk off to its pot. Probably is. That's where the other spiders lived, is in the rose bush. In the big pot next to next to that weird little... Weird little uh, dark pit in the ground. Yeah. Oh, let's keep on going with the game, shall we? Where are we? Oh, shit. A rubble-filled room? Cool. Uh, I'm going... There's another branching path. I can go up northeast, or I can go up northwest. I've already gone up northeast. All oh, right, random encounter. Cut to when it's over. <laughs> okay, that's over. Oh, there's an item up here in the northeast. I'm gonna uh, select the item. Ah, I found a rare candy. Cool. I'll I'll be selling that off. I don't really want a rare candy. Let's go uh, retrace our steps back down and take the northwest passage. Up we go through this maze of rubble in this uh, in this checker flawed black walled room. Oh, random encounter. Cut to when it's over. Alright, oh, it's over. Up we go. Ah, oh, uh, in the northwest, there's also an item. Let's pick this up. Ah, oh, I found an HP up. Okay, feed it to Sarah. Uh-huh. <laughs> HP up, use. Feed it to Sarah. Sarah's health rose. Cool. Um, I'm gonna feel really, really bad when Sarah is finally killed by something or other. That's gonna be a really dark day. Uh, obviously because. Sarah's great. She's been with me since the very, very beginning. Uh, but also because I've just spent all this, all this, these incredible resources on her. Uh, so yeah, that'll 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 carry quite a sting when that finally happens. Um, sorry to be a fatalist, but I'm pretty sure a lot of these Pokemon of mine aren't gonna <laughs> aren't gonna see the end of the Nuzlocke because I don't really know what I'm doing. That point was brought home pretty heavily recently. Um, but hopefully I know just enough to get by. Um, oh, I'm in another round of encounter. Ah, oh, shit. I used Swift. I meant to use Slash. Swift isn't going to kill this Pikachu. Oh, I'm wrong! It totally did! Dead in one. Man, Swift is great. Is there a hidden item here? No. There is a random encounter, though. Okay, cut to when it's over. Alright, we'll keep on walking down south. Oh, random encounter. Oh, cool, it's over. So... To the south of this room I'm in, there's another, like, a little broom closet with an item in. Let's go check that out. Bzzz! Oh, shit. It's an exploding Pokemon. Okay. Listeners, I cut to when... Oh, fuck me! Oh, fuck me. It's an Electrode. It's a real big one. A level 43. Fuck me. Go Johnny 5. Okay, Johnny 5. You'll be alright. You'll be alright. Level 43. I'm level 39. I've got 109 health. If an electrode explodes, do you think it's going to do more than 109 health? Should I run away? Maybe I should be running away from this fight. 
Maybe it won't explode right away. Maybe I'll kill it with two slashes. Let's get it with one slash. Electrode use Sonic Boom. It's, it missed. Good. 25 use slash. If it got me with the Sonic Boom and then self-destructed, I reckon it could kill me. Uh, yeah, critical hit. It's not quite dead in one, though. One more slash will do it. Let's go slash. Electrode use Light Screen. It's not self-destruct. That's nice. That's good. It's protected against special. Luckily, slash isn't special. Nothing special about slash except that it's motherfucking killed this bastard. Dead. Beautiful. Electrode fainted. Oh my gosh. That was tense. Johnny Five gained 921 experience. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure it couldn't, couldn't kill me. me. But uh, a whatever that thing is, I've forgotten what it's called already. I bet that could have killed me in one shot with a with a, a self destruct, taking away my 109 hit points. Anyway, I'm out of the out of the storage closet. I'm in a a never eat sorry a path to the west. Uh, it leads up. Up and through a, another door. I'm in a tiny room full of rubble. I go out to the west. I enter a random encounter, and now that random encounter is over. Cool. Johnny Five gained experience. Oh, and Johnny Five grew to level 40. Beautiful. Good, good job, Johnny Five. Uh, to the west I go. Oh, it looks like there's a hidden item up there. There's certainly a space for one. Ah, oh, random encounter. Cut to when it's over. Yeah, it's over. So, is there a hidden item here? No, it just looked like it. Gonna quickly save my game. This is in case I drop the Game Boy or something. Cool. All right, we keep on going down to the south. Down to the. S oh shit! Fuck me! Oh my god, listeners, look at this. There's a bird here. <coughs> there's a bird here on the on the in the in this room. There's a bird. Oh, I know what this guy. Yeah. So this is a uh, a Zapdos. There's a Zapdos in this room waiting here for me. One of the great big uh, magic elemental birds. Holy shit. Uh, so, listeners, what I've just quickly done then while I was uh, gabbling about how cool this bird is going to be, I've swipped Sarah out to front position because Sarah is a tank. She doesn't have to worry about this bird killing her. Uh, she's a ground type. She has ice beam. Ice being strong against birds. Uh, oh, fuck you, random encounter. You've really taken the steam out of me. I cut to when this Pikachu is dead. Done, man. <laughs> that little goddamn mouse, they even got a quick attack off on me. Alright, yeah, I'm gonna talk to this bird. With Sarah out in front position, I'm gonna talk to this bird. I know it's a real crime that I can't catch it, because I'm doing a Nuzlocke challenge. I caught a Raichu instead. I haven't seen a single Raichu since that first Raichu I saw. I guess Raichus are rare, so I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm not that happy that I have to kill this bird, though. Giao, says this bird. Giao, and we're fighting it. Ah, oh, there it is. Uh, big electric bird, long uh, spindly feet, long sharp beak. A wild Zapdos appeared. Uh, it's got spiky. Fuck, fifty level fucking fifty. It's a fucking level fucking fifty. Oh my god, Sarah, you better ice beam this little thing to death. Zapdos used drill pack. 138 health. We have. We go down to 97. Shit, that was strong. Sarah used Ice Beam. Fuck! It's super effective. It only did a fucking quarter of its fucking health. Ice Beam again. Zapdos used Thundershock. It doesn't affect Sarah. It doesn't affect Sarah. Sarah used Ice Beam. It goes down. It's on about a third of its health. It's super effective. Shit, yes! Zapdos was fucking frozen fucking solid. Ice Beam, Ice Beam. Zapdos is frozen. It can't attack. Sarah used Ice Beam. Sarah used Ice Beam. It's super effective. It's on a tiny little bit of health. Uh... Ice Beam, no, let's just body slam it. Zapdos is frozen solid, it can't attack Sarah, use body slam and we killed the Zapdos! 
Oh, I feel so good and so bad. I've never felt so good and bad at the same time. Oh, this feels so strange. I killed the great bird, but also I killed that great bird. <laughs> Sarah gained 1,542 experience points for that. Oh, man. Shit, and it just disappears. It's dead. Oh, God. Imagine the body. It must be bigger than me. It must be bigger than Daniel. I wonder if you catch it, how, how tall a Zapdos is. It's probably like six foot or something, right? And it's just, the the corpse would just be laying here on the ground in front of me in this dungeon. And it's like a bare, it's like a tiled floor. It's just, and there's nothing else in this room. I'd just be in here with a dead bird that which I which I just killed, like a unique, one of a kind, the most beautiful bird in the world. Oh, all right, let's keep on going. There's a way out to the south here. Oh, random encounter. All right, critical hit. Uh, Magneton fa uh, fa fainted. Sarah gained 805 experience points. We'll exit this room to the. Oh, actually, let's swip, swip swap Johnny Five out to front position. Switch. Sarah's only on 97 health. And we're going to exit to the west here. Oh! Okay, it's just the exit. Hey, shit, but there was that big storage room in the middle which I couldn't get to. I'm going to try and get back in there, listeners. A cut to when I figure out how to get there. Alright, here we are. Yeah, that the very first branching path. I could either go east or south. I chose to go south. If I go east, I get to this big storage room full of these boxes or desks or something and a random encounter, which I'll cut to when it's over, which is now. Yeah, so there's one item up there, uh, two items. Let's let's get this first item first. Buzzed. Oh, it turns out it's a Pokemon. It's going to try and blow us up. So I'm a glutton for punishment, so I've come back to get more stressed out about these Voltorbs. Johnny Five, go. You've got 112 health. You'll be all right. Slash. Voltorb, use self-destruct right off the bat. From 112 health, we go down to 88. Okay. Voltorb fainted. Johnny Five, gain experience. So. Johnny Five's on 88 health. Sarah's on 97 health. She's in a better state to survive a self-destruct. My deepest, darkest fear, listeners, is that this Pokeball, which I'm about to pick up, it won't be an item, and it won't be uh, a Voltorb. It'll be uh, an Electrode, or, you know, one of those big balls. And if it self-destructs, it could kill Sarah. Um, so, what I'm gonna do... Am I gonna waste one of my three max potions right now? No, let's just fucking... Let's just fucking do it! Bzzz, yeah, it turns out it was a Pokemon, it wasn't an item, which was my, my greatest... Oh! Fuck me! Fuck. Yeah, it's an Electrode. Level 43. Go Sarah, level 44. 97 health I've got. It's just gonna blow up, isn't it? Fuck it, I'm using an item. I'm using a Max Potion on Sarah right now. I love you, Sarah. You're getting a Max Potion. You get you get the special treatment. Electrode is swift. From 155 health, we go down to 143. What the fuck ever. Ice Beam. Electrode use light screen. It's protected against special moves. Shit, all Sarah does all day and all night is special moves. So, ah, fuck me. Yeah. Come on, just blow up. Just blow up. Oh, body slam. We've got body slam. Electrode use swift. We go from 143 to 132. Sarah use body slam. Yeah, that's where it's at. One more body slam will do it. Electrode use sonic boom. It didn't miss this time. That move has always just missed. 112 health we're on. We use body slam. And it's not quite dead. Shit, it's on. it must be on one hit point. This fucking guy is going to blow up right now, isn't he? I'm going to select body slam. And he's going to blow up. Electrode use swift. Okay, 
Okay, he's a moron. He's an idiot. There's no brain in that big stupid ball. Sarah used body slam and I killed it. Oh my god. Good, good, good. Sarah gained 921 experience. That was it? There was no items in this whole area? Jesus. Oh! You hear that? There was a, a secret hidden item. A Max Alex Alexa. Ale Alexa? Alexa. Cool. Alright. Well, let's get the hell out of here, listeners. I cut to when I'm at, at the exit of this area. Uh, Alright, listeners, I just exited the building. Uh, and just out of curiosity, I checked out Sarah's stats. And uh, experience required till next level, 68 experience. So let's just let's just duck back in the building and kill some Pikachu or something. There we are. Where are you, Pikachu? Pikachu, where are you? Where are you, Pikachu? Pikachu, come out. Come on. Come on, there were swarms of them. Why are there none? There we are. There we are. Hello, Pikachu, it is. It's a Pikachu. Oh, that's right. Pikachu appeared. Level 20. Go, Sarah. Ice Beam, please, Sarah. Ice Beam. Sarah used Ice Beam. This is the last fight of the episode, listeners. I'm going to wrap it up after this. Critical hit. Pikachu fainted. Sarah gained 234 experience points, which is more than enough. Then we needed to go up to level 45. Well done, Sarah. And now we exit the building. We save the game. Yep. Now saving. There we go. And I'm just gonna switch off the power and put my Game Boy down. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't get to Cinnabar Island, which is what I thought I was going to do in this episode, but also I didn't realise that there was a whole power plant to get through. Um, and that it would be kind of exciting. <laughs> yeah. So I hope th this has been a fun episode for you as well. Uh, it's always good when there's an area or a dungeon or something which is presented to me and I get it done in one episode. I kind of hate part one, part two episodes. So this has been good. This has been me looking around the whole map, me finding a dungeon, me exploring the dungeon, me finishing the dungeon, feeling bad about killing a bird, telling a story, which I kind of regret telling because you think I'm strange for thinking that the spider was interesting. But fuck, what the hell was it doing? Just it's sitting there on its brick and the brick was just surrounded by water. The brick was a little island in the middle of all this water and it was just like it had cockroaches three deep on top of it. It couldn't... What was that spider doing? Was it? Could it feel? What do spiders feel? It would have felt cockroaches crawling on it all day. And it's just fine with that. That's what the spider likes, I guess. I'm really curious if the spider... If do spiders eat cockroaches? Do spiders eat cockroaches? What does that kind of spider eat cockroaches? Man, I just could not stop thinking about it. For ages I thought about it. Sitting there in the dark. Um, I mean, I didn't kill it, right? I didn't kill any of the cockroaches, and when I was done there, once I had taken the vac plate, uh, the plate off the top of the basket and emptied all the leaves out of the basket, I put the brick back on top of the plate in the middle, so the island was back. There were no bugs on the brick that, by that stage. So presumably after I left, the spider went and hung out on the brick, and then the cockroaches came back and climbed back on top of it. And for all I know, it's there right now as I speak. It's a, a three minutes past 11 at night, so it is completely pitch black at night, listeners, in on that little island on the brick, uh, sunk slightly underground. 
as part of the plumbing of the pool, a sort of leaf catchment area, uh, a kind of swampy little area. And sticking out of that area of water, there's a little island of a brick. And on the middle of the brick, there's a big fat pink spider with long knuckly legs tucked up underneath itself. And it's completely covered in cockroaches. So thank you for joining me. It's been a wonderful episode. We discovered the answer to the question which I set myself at the beginning of this experimental episode. What happens when I have no reserves, but I just do a podcast anyway? The answer is you get a fucked story about a spider. That's what happens. So, hey, let's hope that, uh, let's hope that the bonus content after the closing credits music will be able to uh, rescue all our, all our moods. That uh, the, the other half of the Moomins chapter will be uh, a fun, happy enough time. Uh, to get our minds off that spider, which is doubtless sitting, crouching there on that brick right now, covered in writhing cockroaches with its weird pink, reachy, long, spindly legs tucked in knots underneath its weird fat body, covered in cockroaches. So here comes that bonus content after this beautiful song by the drones. And hey, hey, I hope you're looking forward to the next episode of the Daniel K's Let's Plays podcast. I know I'm not at this stage. Bye! <clears throat> Alrighty, listeners. Wow, how was that episode? How did you find that? Did you enjoy it? It was an interesting setting, wasn't it? An old abandoned power plant. That's pretty cool. It's not something I saw coming. Uh, so, in in my head, I like this episode. You might not like it so much. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but, uh, it's time for the bonus content. It's time for me, uh, to read the last half of, what, chapter four? The Lonely in the Rum? I think it's chapter four. Hang on, let's just scroll back. Yeah, yeah, chapter four, The Lonely in the Rum. Uh, of Tove Janssen's Moominland Midwinter. Um, so in the last episode, there was a big bonfire ceremony, which all the winter people put on to uh, encourage the sun to come back at some stage. The Moomin Troll was very excited about this ceremony, but uh, at the height, at the peak of the bonfire celebration, uh, the Groke came out from the cold and sat down on the fire, and the fire went out. Uh, and everybody had to run away very fast. And so uh, now we we uh, take up the story, the last half of Chapter 4 of uh, Moomin, Moomin House... What is it? Moomin, Moomin Land Midwinter. All right. <clears throat> Tutiki was sitting under the ice with her fishing rod. She liked the sea's habit of sinking a bit now and then. At those times, she could easily climb down through a hole by the landing stage and seat herself on a boulder to fish. And then one had a nice green ceiling of ice overhead and the sea at one's feet. A black floor and a green ceiling, both stretching away into the darkness forever. Beside Tutiki lay four small fish. One more and she'd have her soup. Suddenly she heard impatient steps coming nearer to the landing stage. Up there, Moomintroll rapped at the bathing house door. He waited a moment, and then he knocked again. Oh, shouted Tutiki, I'm under the ice. 
The echo raised its head somewhere to the left of her and shouted, Ho! And it went sliding back and forth several times, crying, Under the ice! Under the ice! After a while, Moomintroll's snout cautiously appeared in the opening. His ears were decorated with limp gold ribbons. He looked at the steaming black water and at Tutiki's four fish. He shivered and he said, Well, he, he didn't come. Who didn't? asked Tutiki. The sun, cried Moomintroll. The sun, repeated the echo. Sun, sun, sun. Further and further off. Weaker and weaker. Tutiki hauled on her line. Don't be in such a hurry, she said. He's been coming on this day every year, so probably he'll do it now again. Pull up your snout so I can come out of here. Tutiki clambered up to the surface and sat down on the bathing house steps. She sniffed lightly and listened, and then she said, Soon now, sit down and wait. Little Mai came skating over the ice and sat down beside them. She had tied little lids under her shoes for better speed. So here we are, waiting for something wonderful again, she says. Not that I wouldn't like a little daylight. Two old crows came flapping from the wood and alighted on the roof of the bathing house. The minutes passed, and then all at once, the fluff on Moomintroll's back bristled, and in great excitement he saw a red light gathering on the dusky sky just over the horizon. It thickened to a narrow red sliver of fire that threw a long red ray of light along the ice. There he is, cried Moomintroll. He lifted Little Mai in his arms and kissed her smack on the nose. Golly, what a fuss, said Little Mai. What's all this to make such a noise about? Of course, cried Moomintroll. Spring, warmth, everybody will wake up. How splendid. He took the four fish and threw them high in the air. He stood on his head. He had never felt so happy in all his life. And then the ice became dark again. The crows took off and went slowly flapping over the shore. Tutiki gathered up her fishes, and the little red strip hid itself down under the horizon again. Did he change his mind? Moomintroll asked, horrified. Well, no wonder after taking a peep at you, said Little Mai, and skated off on her tin lids. He'll return tomorrow, replied Tutiki, and then he'll be a tiny bit bigger. About like a piece of cheese rind, so take it easy. And Tutiki crept back under the ice to fill her soup kettle with seawater. Of course she was right. It can't be done in a trice for a sun to appear in the sky, but you won't be less disappointed just because other people are right and you are not, will you? Moomintroll sat staring down at the ice, and suddenly he felt that he was becoming angry. It started down in his tummy like all strong feelings do. He felt that somebody had pulled on his leg. And he felt a fool for having made such a noise and tied gold ribbons about his ears. And that made him angrier still. Finally, he felt that he had to do something really terrible and forbidden to be able to calm down again, and at once. He started to fret. He started to his feet, ran over the landing stage and into the bathing house. He went straight to the cupboard, and he threw the door wide open. There hung the bathing gowns. There lay the rubber hemulin that wasn't quite airtight, just as they had been last summer. But on the floor, a grey little thing was sitting and staring at him. Very hairy and grey and snouty. And then it came to life and whizzed past him like a draught and disappeared. He saw its tail slide out through the chink in the bathing house door like a piece of black string. The tuft caught for a fleeting moment but was pulled free and then the beast was gone. Tutiki came in with a kettle between her paws and said, So, 
He couldn't keep from opening the door. There was only a sort of old rat, Mumatroll repeated surlily. That was no rat, said Tutiki. That was a troll. A troll of the kind that you yourself were before you became a Moomin. That was how you looked a thousand years ago. Mumatroll found no reply. He went home and he sat down in the drawing room to think. After a while, little Mai dropped in to borrow some candles and sugar. I hear terrible things about you, she said happily. They say you've been letting your old forefathers out of the cupboard. You resemble each other, I hear. Shut up, please, said Moomintroll. He went up to the attic and found the family album. Page after page of dignified Moomins, most often reproduced standing in front of porcelain stoves or on framework verandas. Not a single one of them resembled the cupboard troll. It must be a mistake, Moomintroll thought. He can't be any relation of mine. He went down and he looked at his sleeping daddy. Only the snout bore some resemblance to the trolls, but possibly a thousand years ago? The cut glass chandelier started jingling. It was slowly swaying back and forth and something was moving about inside the gauze. Something small and hairy, a long black tail was hanging straight down amongst the prisms. There he is, Moomintroll murmured. My ancestor has set himself up in the chandelier. But now this didn't seem so very bad. Moomintroll was getting accustomed to the bewitched time of winter. How are you? he asked softly. The troll looked at him through the gauze and wiggled its ears. Be careful with the chandelier, Moomintroll continued. It's a family piece. The troll tilted its head and looked intently at him, obviously trying to listen. Oh, now he's going to speak, thought Moomintroll. All at once he felt terribly afraid that his ancestor might try and tell him something. What if he spoke some foreign language, like the little beast with the eyebrows? If he became angry and said, Radamasar, or something, and then they'd perhaps never be friends afterwards. A hush, hush, whispered Moomintroll, don't say anything. Perhaps they were related after all, and relatives who have come on a visit may stay for any length of time. If it's an ancestor, he may stay forever, who can tell? If one weren't careful, he might misunderstand one and be angry, and then the family would have to live with an angry ancestor all of their lives. Hush, repeated Mumatrol. Hush, hush. The ancestor jingled the prisms slightly, but said nothing. I'll show him about the house, Mumatrol thought. That's what mother would have done if a relative had come to visit. He took the lamp and held it before a beautiful hand-painted picture called Filionk at Window. The troll looked at it and shrugged his shoulders. Moomintroll went on to the plush sofa. He showed the troll all the chairs, one by one, the drawing room mirror, and the Meerschaum tram, everything of beauty and value that the Moomin family possessed. The troll looked attentively at it all, but it was clear that it didn't understand the use of such things. Finally, Moomintroll sighed and placed the lamp on the mantelpiece. But this caught the troll's interest very strongly. It dropped down from the chandelier and went scuttling around the porcelain stove like a little grey bundle of rags. It stuck its head inside the shutters and sniffed at the ashes. It showed great curiosity in the embroidered cord that hung from the damper and nosed for a long time in the cranny between the stove and the wall. It must be true then, Moomintroll thought. Agitatedly, we are related, because mothers always told me that our forebears lived behind stoves. At that moment, the alarm clock went off. Moomintroll used to have it ring at dusk, because that was the time when he longed most for company. The troll stiffened visibly, and then it whizzed inside the stove in a cloud of ashes. A moment later, it started rattling the damper in no friend... 
A moment later, it started rattling the damper in no very friendly way. Moomintrol shut off the alarm clock and listened with a thumping heart, but nothing else was to be heard. A few specks of soot came falling down the chimney, and the damper cord was swaying. Moomintrol went out onto the roof to calm himself. "'Well, how'd you like Grandfather?' little Mice shouted from her sledge slide. "'An excellent person,' Moomintrol remarked with dignity. "'In an old family like ours, people know how to behave.' And suddenly he felt very proud of having an ancestor, and it cheered him no little to think that little Mai had no pedigree at all, but rather came into this world by chance. That night, Moomintrol's ancestor rearranged the house, quietly enough, but with surprising strength. In the morning, he had turned the sofa towards the porcelain stove and hung all the pictures anew. Those that he liked least, he hung upside down. Or perhaps they were those that he thought best of, who knows. Not a single piece of furniture stood in its old place, and the alarm clock lay in the slop pail. Indeed, he had carried down a heap of old junk from the attic and piled it high around the stove. Tutiki came over to look. I believe he's done that to feel more at home, she said, and she rubbed her nose. He's tried to build himself a nice thicket around his house, so that he can be left alone, you see. What will Mother say, said Moomintrol. Tutiki shrugged her shoulders. Well, why'd you have to let him out? She said. In any case, this troll never eats anything. Very practical for him and for you. You'll have to think the whole matter's fun, I suppose. Moomintrol nodded. He thought for a while, and then he crawled inside the thicket of broken chairs, empty boxes, fishing nets, cardboard tubes, old baskets and gardening tools. Very soon he discovered that it was a cosy kind of place. He decided to sleep the night in a basket of wool that stood under a useless rocking chair. As a matter of fact, he had never felt really secure in his dim-lit drawing room with the empty windows, and to look at the sleeping family made him melancholy. But here, in the small space between a packing case, the rocking chair, and the back of the sofa, he felt at ease, and not at all lonely. He could see a little bit of blackness inside the stove, but he was careful not to disturb his ancestor, and built walls around his nest as quietly as he could. In the evening, he took the lamp there with him and lay for a while listening to the ancestors rustling in the chimney. Perhaps I lived like this a thousand years ago, Moomintrol thought happily. He half thought of shouting something up the chimney, just a word of secret concord. But then he thought better of it. He blew out his lamp and it curled up deep in the wall. And that's the end of uh, the second half of chapter four. Uh, Tune in next time for chapter five, The New Guests. And... uh, Yeah. See you around, everyone. Bye-bye. The diver is my love And I am his I am not deceived Who takes one breath above Hi everyone, how's it going? It's me. Uh, yeah, I hope you like that that half chapter of the Moomin story. Um, I I'll be honest, I haven't recorded it yet. I'm, I'm doing a little bit. I don't really know what I'm doing. Uh, this is a little bit of bonus bonus content. I thought I'd stick at the very very end of the episode. Uh, it's a day after I finished recording that weird main episode I did. You know that episode you just listened to, where I talked about that spider and the skimmer box for a while. I'm a little self-conscious about how probably you listeners, you don't really know how a skimmer box works, so you can't, you're having trouble picturing it. 
Um, but yeah, suffice it to say, it's just an area of shallow water that you can put a brick in to make a li- an island. I'm, <laughs> I'm so self-conscious, I might actually make... Ooh, the wind. Man, that wind is blowing. I might actually make the thumbnail like a diagram of a skimmer box so you can better understand how a spider might live on an island of cockroaches in the middle of one. Anyway, that's not what I wanted to talk about. Uh, I uh, was thinking about the episode, and I was thinking, oh, I caught that Raichu, and I named it after Melody Nelson, um, the object of Serge Gainsbourg's desire in the concept album History de Melody Nelson by Serge Gainsbourg. It's a despicable album, but no one, no one's really allowed to like it all um, because of its lyrical content. Uh, but if you don't speak French, you can get away with liking it. I don't speak French, so I guess anyway. Um, I was thinking, I ended up naming that Raichu Melody Nell. And hey, listeners, that name sucks. What a dumb name. Why did I do that? If I just named her Nelson, and I have this lady Raichu named Nelson. I much prefer that. So in this little bonus episode content, I'm going to turn up the volume. Uh, oh, you might hear like some clucking or some quacking, because I'm, I'm at my mum's place. I'm just hanging out in the backyard. Got, there's a big duck over there, and there's a chicken over there in that area. So hang on, I might actually just interview this, this duck. Hey, duck. Hey. Quack, 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 quack. Quack, quack, quack. It's not really a duck sound, is it? That's more like a... That... Yeah, that's kind of ducky. Listeners, did you know that that's how ducks sound? I didn't really know that ducks sounded like that. Here, let me put the microphone up near the duck. It's kind of more of like a... And I hope that duck's alright. Sounds real weird. Sounds more like a horse than a duck, if you ask me. Hang on, let's go see if the chicken has anything interesting to say. Hey, chicken. Chicken, chicken. Nah, chicken doesn't want anything to do with me. Alright, yeah. I'll just uh, turn up the volume on my old Game Boy. And uh, hit the start button. I'm going to go continue. And what I'm going to do... I'm just outside the power plant here, listener. That's where the, uh, the that last game ended. I'm going to use Mr. Tolly to fly to... Uh, where are we? To Lavender Town. Flying to Lavender Town. Man, when I went and looked on the map, my little character icon was pretty much right on top of Lavender Town. So I think the power plant and Lavender Town work out to be pretty nearby each other. That's interesting. Yeah, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into the Pokemon Center. There we are. In Lavender Town, you can hear that. I'm going to go access the computer. Turn on the PC, Bill's PC. I'm going to deposit Daniel K for a second. Daniel K the Cedra was stored in box one. I'm going to withdraw Melody Nell, the level 33 Raichu. Withdraw. And... Uh, so first things first, Melody needs... Oop! Two... Three instances of poison, so she's just taken three damage. I'm gonna stick her in the old back to tank here and heal her all up back to perfect health. You can hear that happening. Good, no longer poison, no longer in danger of, of fainting. 
which is nice. So I'm going to take Melody Nell down to the Pokemon name rater. Is this him? Lavender Volunteer Pokemon House? No. It's down here in the bottom left, isn't it? We're going to get uh, Melody Nell's... Oh no, this is not it. That's a lady with a Pokemon standing next to her. This must be it here. Here we are, it's an old man. Sitting down at a table. Hello, hello. I'm the official name rater. Want me to rate the nicknames of your Pokemon? Yeah, I do. Which Pokemon? Uh, Sarah, Constantine, Mr. Tolly, Keith and Andy, Johnny Five, right down the bottom here's Melody Nell. Melody Nell. Melody Nell, is it? That is a decent nickname. But, would you like me to give it a nicer name? How about it? Yes, I do. Fine, what should we name it? So I'm gonna change the Raichu's name from Melody Nell to just plain old Nelson. N-E-L-S-O-N. So, Nelson the Raichu. I go, enter. Okay, this Pokemon has been renamed Nelson. So Nelson is now the Lady Raichu in our party. Yeah, the the Pokemon man says, that's much better than before. I agree. Alright, so that's that's been the bonus content. That's all I wanted to do. As I regretted my naming decision, I thought I'd go back on it and change it. So, uh, yeah. I hope you've enjoyed this little uh, bonus bonus content at the end of the bonus content of this long episode. Hope you enjoyed the interview I did with the duck. Sounded more like a horse, if you ask me. My 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 personal opinion about that duck. And uh, yeah, so let's just save the game. Save. Yes. And uh, now that that game's saved, I'm going to switch it off. And listeners, I'm going to say goodbye. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll see you next time I record one of these these episodes, which I do, and you download and listen to it. Bye, everyone. See you around.